What's up, everybody? Happy Monday and happy November. It is 637 on Crown Point Drive over here in sunny San Diego. It's a little chipper outside, sitting at about 58 degrees, had to throw on a sweatshirt. It is what it is. Look, we just put out our podcast Sunday night, talking about the win over Georgia Tech. You may think, oh, new podcast, we're talking about Boston College. Nope. That's coming out later this week. This is the basketball, Virginia Tech men's basketball car wash. Uh, it is our first one that we have done. We're super excited about it. So Mike McDaniel, Pat Finn, myself, Grayson Wimbish, we all got together and we sat down with five members of the Virginia Tech basketball team in this order. We sat down with Justin Mutz. We sat down with David Ngassan. We sat down with Naheem Aline. We sat down with Storm Murphy and Keve Aluma in that order. Covered a broad, broad spectrum of topics. We had so much fun talking to these young student athletes ahead of what is sure to be a huge 2021-2022 campaign uh, for Coach Young and this team. First and foremost, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Main Street Pharmacy. Main Street Pharmacy located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, consistently taking care of the student body, student athletes, and the university as a whole. Uh, Jeremy Counts has a lot of love for Blacksburg, the town, and Virginia Tech, the school. Please head on down, support local business, whether you need your prescriptions filled, whether you need some Q-tips, or whether you need some uh, Gatorade or... Uh, Pedialyte after after a long night of tots, whatever you need, Jeremy has you covered, and he loves you. And you know what? All of the money and all of the time that you spent is being recycled right back into the Virginia Tech community. It ain't going to the big wigs. It ain't going to all these big companies all around the place that don't that don't really give back. Jeremy gives back, and Jeremy cares about you, the consumer, the student, the student athlete, or the staff member or local Blacksburgian. He cares about you. Anyway, I'm not going to talk a whole lot more. Here's our car wash. Keep an eye out for all of the regular scheduled programming, getting you ready for Boston College. We have a pregame podcast coming up. I'm going to be putting out an article detailing my favorite. I mean, if you think that Virginia Tech football is going to go to Boston and I'm not going to talk about the best city in the Northeast Corridor, you're wrong. You're wrong. So if you need suggestions, you need places to go, I got you. Here we go. Going to kick it off to myself and Mike McDaniel and our first guest, Justin Mutz. everybody welcome we are kicking off our car wash here with virginia tech basketball team at six o'clock in the morning california time we are joined by mike mcdaniel from the east coast and justin mutz from the halls of castle coliseum right now i'm sure he's doing some homework or getting whatever he's got to get done done um but uh justin mutz a graduate student from millville new jersey six foot seven forward 230 pounds Coming to Virginia Tech from Delaware, uh, his first full season with the team last year. Justin, welcome to the Sons of Saturday. Excited to have you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, what what are you doing? What are you doing, in Castle? What? <laughs> it's nine o'clock in the morning. What do you got going on? 
Yeah, we had lift at 6 a.m. this morning, so I just came over here to get some breakfast, and I'm finishing up some homework now. I got class at 10 o'clock, so. What's on the plate this morning? Oh, I had a I had a nice little omelet, you know, a nice little fruit bowl, you know, got to start morning off the right way. I love fruit. I got you. I got you. Well, Mike, kick us off with uh, with the general questions here, and we'll uh, we'll get started. Yeah, for sure. So, Justin, obviously, I know you had a lot of schools interested in you uh, when you were transferring to Virginia Tech. So what was it about this program that drew you in and what was it about Coach Young that sold you on the basketball program at Tech? Um, well, going through that recruitment process the last time and coming here, it was kind of different because of COVID. You know, you weren't able to visit any schools or meet anybody in person. So for me, just being able to develop those relationships with all the coaches and just understanding how genuine they are, you know, they really are great people outside of basketball. And it's so cliche to say that because I feel like you hear that so often about Coach Young and the coaching staff here. But, I mean, it's it's so true. You meet them, you meet them one time and every every stereotype you had about it, every belief that you were told is true. You know, he's just that. He's just a great guy. So, you know, being able to develop that relationship with him through the phone was really good for me. Was there uh, was there anything that that changed for you? Like, was there anything that was that was different in your thought process? Like, once you arrived in, in Blacksburg and were able to meet with Coach Young for the first time in person. I mean, you mentioned it was kind of crazy having to do some stuff over Zoom and having to go through your recruitment that way. Like, did your did like it meet expectations? You know, when you arrived in Blacksburg, uh, I would say for sure. You know, they never told me any kind of lie throughout the entire process. So every single thing that they said to me. It was exactly that when I got here. So, and on my end, I told them that I wanted to come here and get to work. So, you know, I had that opportunity to get here and get straight to get straight to work with a great coaching staff that really knows how to develop players. I feel like not every program has an emphasis on player development. And I feel like that's one of our biggest emphasis. Emphasis is the biggest thing we focus on here, you know, just being able to have the guys that we have just get better every day instead of just trying to bring in new players all the time. Quick question, uh, Justin, you mentioned player development as being something that was key for you as you entered the transfer portal. Were there anything else that you, your family, um, or anyone else prioritized as you were going through different schools? What were some of the other things that you were really prioritizing as you went through that uh, that process? Um, you know, just not being too far, too far away from home at the time, at least. That was one of the focuses for, for us. Um and also being in a position where I could, you know, obtain a really good master's degree. That's something I really wanted for a long time. Um, last year, I was able to come here and work on my master's degree. My first one, I was able to finish it up uh, a little bit before the summer. And now I'm working on my second one. So now I just feel like I'm at a great school now where I can really accomplish every goal that I set for myself. You know, there is no limit, only a limit you set for yourself. So I'm just trying to keep striving for more. Plus, it's free. So if it's free, why not take advantage of it, you know? <laughs> people go into debt for a long time trying to pay off college so yeah for sure so did, did you have your kind of mindset on on what you wanted your graduate degree to be in before you got to tech um a little bit tough uh to be honest with you when I first got here I, I told myself like I'm just gonna be like the one one year here and I'm gonna be out but uh, so I kind of picked a, um, a grad degree that I'd be able to finish in a year but, you know, that's kind of everybody's expectation when they get, when they go to college to be one year and they leave. But honestly, I think it worked out for the best because um, the program that I'm doing now actually accepted about three of my classes, nine credit hours from my other degree program. So I'm going to be able to finish up the one I'm doing now in one year. So um, it really can't beat that. So. so hold on, Justin. You said you were, you, your original plan was to come to come for one year, one and done. When did you decide that 
this was a place you wanted to stay a little bit longer um, and had conversations with the staff or uh, with Coach Youngo surrounding that? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I love Blacksburg. You know, I feel I feel at home here. You know, the Hokie Nation, they show love to me, so I show love back. But also, I didn't have a great season last year, to be completely honest. I didn't think I was ready to leave. Um, not ready to leave in a, the position that I wanted to be in. And I would like to go out on my own terms. I didn't feel as I was able to do that last year. The coaching staff was pushing me to test the water. They're pushing me to see what the best opportunity for me was. And after doing that, I still feel as though Virginia Tech was that for me, you know. Um, staying here for another year, having a chance to work on my body, work on my mind, work on my craft. I just feel like there's no there's nowhere I'd rather be, you know. I feel like this is the perfect spot for me to be right now. So you said they were pushing you to test the waters with the NBA. So what was that experience like for, for you? Sure. Uh, it was, I mean, it was a little bit shorter for me. Uh, I just put my name in just to hear what kind of feedback I was going to get back. Um, got that feedback and moved accordingly. Um, I didn't feel as though last year was, was my time. They didn't feel as though last year was my time. So they just continue to, to work on what I need to get better on. Uh, and I was, that's just what I've been doing lately. So. So you all, uh, you all surprised some people last year because you know y'all were y'all were picked nowhere near where you finished in the in the ACC. You know, preseason wise, nobody was really high on Virginia Tech because there were so many transfers. You know, there was you, there was Kebe coming in. You know, Tech was losing some guys off the team, so th- there were some expectations for you guys internally. I know, but from the outside looking in, a lot of people were doubting you. What was it like last year to be able to go out, prove people wrong, make it to the NCAA tournament? And how do you feel like, you know, that experience last year, getting yourself into the tournament is preparing and benefiting you all going into this year? Um, you know, just being able to carry that chip on our shoulder at all times. People are, people are going to doubt us. People are always going to have something negative to say. But at the end of the day, I feel as though the best teams are the teams that are able to ignore it all together, whether, whether they're talking good about you or talking bad about you. If you can just disregard it and just focus on what you got to focus on, because no, there's nobody's opinion that is going to actually impact our program from the inside. So by accepting those opinions and taking those in at all, I feel like you're hurting yourself. You're doing your team a disservice by by allowing what somebody ranked you to impact how you're going to carry yourself in a game or in a practice. Those rankings mean absolutely nothing. And I mean, like you see that. You see that halfway into the season when somebody's rankings are all are completely wrong, you know, and I feel like that happens that happens really often where somebody thinks um, one way about a certain conference and decides to rank them a certain way, and then the season actually starts and you see who's been putting in work and who hasn't. So, I guess that that your mindset, I think, kind of plays into the second part of this question I have for you. I kind of think I know how you're going to answer it now, but yeah. does it feel any differently now, like going into the preseason with expectations? I mean, now everybody's picking you guys high. I mean, I, I understand from a from a work standpoint, you know, Coach Young's yeah. got you guys, you know, from an effort standpoint, it's, you know, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. But does it feel any differently now that people are noticing you guys and acknowledging that you all should be one of the better teams in the ACC this year? Yeah, um, I mean, I can't speak for anybody else on my team. Uh, I only know how I feel about that. I don't really accept pressure from, you know, exterior, you know, people or anything. So, I mean, if they're ranking us somewhere and then they're going to try to, I don't put too much weight on that. You know, it's really just words. Actions speak so much louder than words. And I mean, like, like Brian just said, you know, we got 11 days to the season starts and 
that's when that's when the actions are gonna be showing. You know, that's when they're gonna be the loudest. So I just let just let uh, everything play its course. You know. But Justin, how have you approached this? Uh, approach practice lifts everything that you do this year as a leader. Um, one of the older guys on the team, uh, one of the guys from a transfer perspective who have been in the tech program for a little bit longer. What have you tried to instill in your team, the young guys and your fellow upperclassmen? It's just the, the concept of getting like 1% better every day. You know, not every day are you going to make a giant leap, you know, and sometimes you're going to have an off day, but understanding that just like stay, stay the course, stay the process. Let those good times come. Let the bad times come. But I let everything go at the end of the day. I mean, I've been trying to get everybody to meditate and stuff. I've been trying to get them to start that daily practice. I feel like that's one of the most beneficial things that anybody can do for themselves just as a human being, not even just as an athlete. But um, I don't know, just being able to, you know, maintain that throughout the season and continue to just get 1% better every day. And there's no telling where you'll be at by the end of the year. So talk to me about that. Uh, talk to me about meditation. Is that something that you recently picked up? Um, how often are you doing that? What is uh, we talked to Braxton about that um, before the football season a little bit. So I'd be interested to see how you how you utilize that and what made what encouraged you to get started with that. Um, I think I started my first time even trying it was back in high school, um, but it wasn't until maybe last year, maybe two years ago, that I started doing it uh, more heavily. I feel as though doing it daily is where you'll really start to pick up the benefits. There's, there's so many benefits that come with it. They say a lot of, well, I don't want to give you guys false information, but there's, there's just a lot of really like a lot of positives that come along with it. Um, I've been, I've been trying to get to the point where I'm doing it every day just to really just be able to stay present through everything. I'm sorry. One second. I'm good. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) my bad. I just lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, just being able to to stay mindful, especially during a game when you know there's ten thousand people in the gym, everybody's yelling, everybody's screaming, to be able to quiet your mind and not be worried about what anybody's thinking. That's just that'll help take away a lot of the anxiety that comes. And I mean, even away from the court, for somebody who's not an athlete, you know, it helps with things such as like depression and stuff like that. There's just so many benefits to it that you know I just feel like a lot of people should start to take on that practice. So last few from a basketball perspective, um, and mine's just off of a topic that you mentioned earlier, after the feedback that you got from the NBA, the feedback that you got from the coaches and the feedback that you took on yourself, um, what is the biggest area of your game that you work to improve this offseason, whether that's on the court, physical strength? Uh, what were some of the things that you really harnessed in and tried to improve uh, this offseason? Uh, I mean, I would say personally, I would say confidence because, I mean, I've never been somebody who was lazy. I've always been a, a really hard worker. I would say I always got in the gym and worked on my craft, but I just never really, you know, had that confidence to back it, you know. Uh, it gets to a point where you, you just got to stop thinking and just let the work show, you know. I mean, like, you put in so much work, you spend so much time in the gym that, like, by the time that the lights do come on, you just got to believe in yourself at that point. There's nothing else left for you to do but just, like, let it go, stop thinking, and just play the game. So, I feel like that's the point I've been getting to lately and it's been, it's been doing a lot for me. You know, I've been able to really play my game, not even just because of me, but also my coaches having that trust in me now, you know, them seeing all the work that I put in, them seeing the growth that I've made and then them wanting me to go out and play my game, you know, a lot of respect for them. They got a lot of respect for me. So, Hey, I just want to 
I don't know. I want to. I want to play the game for myself, but I really want to play for them too because you know they they took a chance on me when a lot of people didn't have to. So a lot of people doubted me, but they did. So I got to ask you, and and we touched on it briefly earlier, but what was it like actually playing in the NCAA tournament last year? Because I know it was like limited capacity and stuff like that, but what was that experience like? And how does that experience kind of shape you and, and prepare you for this year? Cause I mean, you guys obviously have NCAA tournament expectations. Everybody does for you guys. I know you guys do internally too, but how do you think that experience will, will impact you all, especially for some of the younger guys and even for yourself with your first NCAA tournament appearance last year? Uh, it's definitely going to do a lot for us being able to have that have have that experience kind of under our belt. You know, a lot of teams, a lot of teams don't have that. So to be able to have veteran guys, we have I think three fifth year guys, like that. Well, just three fifth year guys. You guys are going to talk to today. You know, that's that's a lot of college experience right there. And people underestimate the value of that. You know, being young and talented, there is great benefit in that. But being older wiser and you know being able to see the game through a different perspective college basketball is so much different than high school basketball and you wouldn't really understand that you wouldn't really see that until you were on the floor you know so just being able to have that what's going on just being able to um use that experience to benefit us and also bring our younger guys along that's something that'll do that'll work do wonders for us later on in the season Justin, so we're done with basketball stuff. This is the fun part. We get to learn a little yeah. bit about Justin Mutz. So first and foremost, you're a Jersey guy, which gets yeah. me excited. So Pat Finn is from Basking Ridge. I'm from Bergen County up uh, near Paramus. So I got to ask you, what was it like growing up uh, growing up in New Jersey? Favorite things about the Garden State? Yeah, Jersey's cool. I, I mean, I love Jersey. I'll always rep my, you know, rep my, uh, my state. Um, a lot. I'd say like the main thing in Jersey to do is definitely probably go to the beach. I'm from South Jersey, so you got Atlantic City, Ocean City, Wildwood, places like that. But um, me personally, I hate sand, so like I can't. So I I just don't spend that much time at the beach just because sand just annoys me. So I have to leave as soon as I get there. I ain't really. I didn't really do that much um, in the state. I spent a lot of time playing AAU in Philly though. I played the team final, so we were traveling a lot. Um, you know, visiting D.C. and places like that because everything is just so connected to Jersey. You got Philly, you got D.C., and you got New York. So all those places are right there for you. So we were talking about uh, education and kind of deciding your master's program. So you have the psychology degree from Delaware. You're getting a second master's in educational psychology. Where does your passion for psychology come from? Do you know where you want to apply that to uh, whenever the ball does stop bouncing? How do you plan on applying that in the uh, future? Yeah, um, I've always been interested in the mind, understanding individuals, understanding how people work and why people work the way that they do. Really to to help other people, but honestly, I think the main thing that got me interested in it was the fact that I wanted to help myself. I wanted to understand myself more, and I feel as though through through doing the course of the course that I did, I definitely was able to to gain that as well as a lot of a lot of knowledge that I can use not only to benefit myself but to benefit youth i have a passion for just helping youth being around kids i just i don't i just love them they just give me so much energy they just like they give me life and i feel like i don't know at some point i definitely want to be in like a mentor type role maybe a guidance counselor type role for middle school i might have to leave sorry (laughs) quick uh so we got rapid fire here and then we're gonna uh, have you on your way justin mutz one of the most popular dudes in Catholic coliseum right now everybody wants to say hi to justin um, so for rapid fire, we have, so your Twitter name 
is like J Bob's hair yeah. pants or whatever. So yeah. I'm just curious: yeah. is, is 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 SpongeBob your favorite cartoon? A. Well, that well, when I was younger, that was my favorite cartoons. My Instagram and my Instagram name was like Justin SquarePants for the longest time. I just thought, just when I thought of it, I was like, yeah, like that's the one. For some reason, I was like, yeah, that's it. I got to keep it forever. But so, what's your favorite SpongeBob episode? My favorite SpongeBob episode. It gotta be the one with the chocolate, like <laughs> the one where they were selling chocolate to the uh, to the old lady. I that, that, was, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, I I know what your answer is gonna be, being from South Jersey. But uh, is it pork roll or Taylor ham? And honestly, I know I'm from Jersey, but I have no idea what either of those things are. And I hear that I hear that all the time. And I've never known what either of them are. No, nah, next time you get home, Taylor Ham, salt, pepper, ketchup. I don't know. Yeah, that's a that is a monumental like, miss on your part. What is it though? I mean, like it's basically, I mean, it's basically just a fan. Like it's a New Jersey kind of fancy ham that they put on a oh, skillet okay. and they warm it up and they put it on a Taylor Ham egg and cheese. It's better than a bacon egg and yeah. cheese. Uh, you come oh, on, that's a, that's a hot take. Being from no, it's not a hot take. Being from New Jersey, it'll <laughs> change hot your hot life, take. Justin. It'll change your life. I'm not even from Jersey, bro. It'll change your life. I'm telling you. It, we don't have uh, a lot to link to, but that's one. Of, that's one of the things, man. That's one of that's one of the things you got to get on board with. And it's pork roll, by uh, the way. Is, you know what I you said? It's pork roll. It's pork, <laughs> yeah, it's pork roll. roll. It's, it's pork roll for sure. Pork roll if you're from <laughs> South Jersey. If you're from South Jersey, it's called uh, pork roll. Um, you're you talking. What, I got stuff. you. I'm gonna try it when I get back. Okay. You're talking to two Celtics fans here. Curious, favorite NBA team uh, and your favorite NBA player growing up? Um, that's tough because I don't want to say – I don't want to say the Lakers. And here's why. Because I'm a LeBron fan, so I feel like I've always just been a fan of whatever team LeBron's been on at that time. That's just the team that I'm going to watch the most. But, like, but low-key, I'll say my favorite team in the NBA right now is the Kings. I'm a big fan of uh, Darren Fox. I think he's really good at the uh, PG. I've always been a fan of his game. So, I don't know. I like the Kings. I know they're not contenders or maybe not even make the playoffs, but I'm a fan of the underdog always. Darren Fox is good, though, man. Yeah, he's he's electric. Yeah, he's so fun to to watch. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, So, you know, you played in a lot of different venues last year. Obviously, it was different because there weren't any fans. I know you're pumped to play in Castle, but yeah. what is one road venue that you're really excited mm-hmm. to go play in as, as a road team? Man, I can't wait to play at Duke. I feel like I feel like playing at Duke in front of the camera crazy, that's going to be something like, you know, you grow up watching that on TV. You grow up in like, to me, at least from my perspective, like that's college basketball, you know, so to for me this year to actually be able to be in that position in the position that I've always been looking up to. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be breathtaking. How you doing? Yeah, I'm excited though. Justin, who's the funniest dude on the team? The funniest? Uh, it depends on your humor. <laughs> it depends on what you find funny. Um, uh, I think, I think Hunter is really funny, but like me and Hunter, like we both watch like the office. So it's like, you know, that dry humor kind of thing. Oh yeah. I think the office <laughs> is the best show ever. So that's just a, that's just my opinion though. But yeah, I think, I think Hunter's funny. I think, I think Jalen is funny too, but his humor is just different. He's just a different kind of kid. He's different. This is one that we used to do. This one's a little, uh, a little off topic. So 
I always like when you have a group of friends or a group of coworkers or something, you can always find somebody in the group who reminds you of Michael Scott, someone who reminds yeah. you of Kobe, who someone who reminds. So are there any <laughs> players on the team or anybody on the staff that reminds you of office characters? Mm, I think, oh, what's, what's the guy, Jim? I think I could see Hunter being Jim. Right. <laughs> I could definitely see Hunter be a gym and then you know you gotta put uh Mike Young as Michael Scott. I don't know for some reason I can see that. I can see that. Storm has the boss, yeah. right? He's the boss. Yeah, Storm. yeah exactly. Exactly. Storm, Storm has the uh Storm is not Toby from a personality standpoint, but oh. he has the same haircut. They got the same haircut though. That'd be unfortunate if he ended up like Toby, though. <laughs> I just I wish we had somebody like Dwight in our, in our program. I think Dwight's the funniest person on that on that show. <laughs> he cracks me up. He kills me. If you had one teammate who was who would excel on the football field, who would that be? Mm. Okay, one of my teammates. One of my teammates. I think Hunter. Honestly, I keep shouting him out, but yeah, he's he's like. He surprised me like a really good all-around athlete. Like, I don't know. There's different parts of being athletic. There's different, like, realms where it exposes itself. But he's just, like, a really good all-around athlete. I really kind of I really kind of admire that. Hunter's stacked, too. Like, low-key, yeah. a little stacked. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. He's, like, short and stocky. He built. He'd be, yeah. He'd be, he'd be solid at any position, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, okay, here you go. If you had to play a two-on-two tournament and yeah. one of your teammates was a coach, who would you pick? Mm, he's the coach. Yeah, one in one. No, uh, a coach plays with you, so it's gonna be two on two. You're playing with one of your coaches. Who's oh, gonna be? I'm playing with one of the coaches. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's tough because okay, it's between KG and Webb. Here's why: because KG is like a real good, is a really good shooter, but Webb just gets buckets. So like, do I want somebody to just spot up and hey, make shots, or do I want somebody I want to give you the ball and watch you get a bucket? You know, or Ace because we do got a legend on our program. But Ace, he get a little bit older. You know, he, he might not be able to get the same buckets he used to get. Ace is the <laughs> Ace is the cop out answer too, because he's one of the That's best, true. one of the That's best true. players in school history. Yeah, but I, I come at him every day. I'm always talking trash to Ace. <laughs> Respectfully, of course, I'm always talking trash to Ace. How's How's he take that? Huh? How's he take that? I mean, he, he's always firing back. Cause no, the thing about Ace is that he starts it all the time. He's always the first one to say anything. He likes it. That's just his thing. Though. When he, I guess when he used to play, if somebody sets up into him, it will get him going. So now like, that's just kind of how he comes at us in practice and stuff like that. Like he'll say, he'll say little stuff. He'll say like really small stuff. And it's just like, okay, well now I heard you. So now I have to do something. You know, I don't know. It gets you, it gets everybody going. It's fun. The yeah. environment for us in practice is always really fun. It's always really like uplifting. Everybody's there to get better, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess in that in that same light, like who's the player that people aren't talking about that you think could have a big year? Oh uh, man, Darius, Darius Maddox and David Gasson. Those are two very underrated players who did not get the opportunity to show their game last year. I feel as though this year is gonna be a breakout season for the both of them. They both they're both sophomores now, they were freshmen last year. So hey, coming in college, it does take you a little bit of time to get adjusted, to get acclimated. But now they've had that, and they had a whole other summer to keep working on their game. A real two summer, too. Yeah, a real summer. Two of the most skilled guys on our team, and they just continue to get better. So I can't wait to see how they perform this year. It's going to be fun to watch. I say that. Last so one two I guys that could have played last year, but they didn't. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
David Gasson, I'm excited because David Gasson, when I came to uh, came to practice and through just talking to you guys and some of the guys that have uh, moved on from the program, he's been the common. This is a guy we need to watch out for. So I'm excited to yeah. see what he brings uh, brings to the team. Hey, I mean, six nine, six ten, big body, play defense, and he's and he's shooting it well now. So get to the basket. He's a good decision maker. I mean, hey, it's not much he can. It's not much he can do, and he's and he's still working on his game. Hey, so he's, he's somebody people definitely need to watch out for this season. Justin, last uh, last question that we have for you here, and uh, it's been one of my favorite things to follow along the way. Um, we love the Virginia Tech women's basketball team. Coach Brooks, they all do a phenomenal job, and I love the collaboration and the support that you guys have for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, how excited are you for the women's team this year, and what are your expectations for Virginia Tech women's basketball? Oh, man, I love them. I can't wait to see how they do this year. Uh, hey, you got Shep. You got Liz, Taylor, you got so many, you got Z, so many really good players on their team that are also like really cool people away from basketball. A lot of people wouldn't know that, but like aside from just being basketball players, these are just like cool people to just know. So like it's easy for us to develop a relationship with them because, you know, we see them every day. So when it comes to us supporting them and being at their games and stuff and them, them being at ours, you know, it's always like we're going to be able to look up and see them there. They had a couple they had a couple games last year where some of the girls on our team had like 30 and stuff. So definitely to be able to to pop out and support them in any way we can, it's going to be love. It's always love both ways. We love them. They love us. Hokie Nation love us. We love them. You know, it's all love out here. So, hey, it's cool. Justin, appreciate the time this morning kicking us off with our Sons of Saturday Virginia Tech men's basketball car wash. This is your opportunity. This is your time to shout out. I don't know if you're on TikTok. I don't know yeah. if you're on MySpace. I don't know what you have going on, but yeah. it's your time to shout out whatever you have going on um, and promote whatever you got to promote. Um, hit me up on Yahoo. It's like, nah, nah I'm playing. Um, <laughs> um, I did just make, I got hacked, but I did just make a new Instagram, uh, jmutz25. I guess follow me on Twitter, jm underscore squarepants. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't have a, I don't have a MySpace or anything, no Facebook, but yeah. I appreciate you guys for having me on. Absolutely, Justin. Looking forward to it, and uh, best of luck this season. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Next on the uh, on the list here, we have David Gesson from the Netherlands, six foot nine sophomore forward, played at Mount Zion Prep in Baltimore, Maryland. David, good morning, and welcome to the Sons of Saturday. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excited about it. So to kick this off, we just talked to Justin Mutz. I'm excited. I'm from New Jersey. He's also from New Jersey. So we talked a little bit about that. Um, But I'd love to learn a little bit about you. I know absolutely nothing about the Netherlands. So I'd love to learn about um, kind of your background and uh, growing up in the Netherlands and how you ended up coming to the United States. Yeah, I grew up in the Netherlands. I started playing basketball when I was like seven. The story behind coming to the United States really started with my brother. Uh, he went to college over here. And when I was back home playing basketball, like when I see like seeing him play and play in front of the students, students and stuff, like, like I knew I want to do that as well. So then I started looking at uh, possibilities of coming over here to play high school. And that's what I did. And that's how I got recruited. So what was what was basketball culture like in in the Netherlands? Did you know that if you wanted to play at the next level, play in college here in the United States, did, did you know that you needed to go to a high school in 
America or is there not, or is there a very strong basketball culture over in the Netherlands? Um, no, it's not as strong as over here because back home, uh, soccer is the like number one sport. So I knew if I wanted to play college basketball, like going to high school over here would give me a better chance. But like my brother, he played overseas and he went to college over here. So, but yeah, I definitely thought if I play high school over here, it would be a, give me a better shot at playing college basketball. So, David, you come over here, uh, you're playing for Virginia Tech now. What kind of energy does Coach Mike Young bring to the Virginia Tech basketball team from your perspective? Uh, and what kind of culture has he helped kind of instill in Blacksburg? Uh, I mean, he play, he brings a lot of good energy. I mean, he's the everyday, every day is the same thing. He said, use every day to get better. Like, every day is a new day and just use it to, like, uh, like kind of get better at what you're, like, not as good at, if you know what I'm saying. Castle Coliseum is going to be rocking this season, full of students. This is the first time that you're going to see it really kind of at peak, peak Castle Coliseum, uh, and the first time that we're going to have it for basically two years. What right. most excites you about that environment? Have you ever been in an environment uh, as raucous like Castle Coliseum looks to be this fall? Or I'm sorry, this winter. Uh, um, no, I haven't. I'm really excited to play uh, in front of the fans. Like, I only seen it once when I was here on my visit uh, a couple of years ago. And it was just like the energy of the crowd and just the environment on campus. Like, everything is just so crazy. So it's kind of unfortunate I didn't get to experience that last year. But I'm definitely looking forward to playing in front of these fans this year. So with that being said, what is a uh, what is a team goal and a personal goal that you'd like to accomplish this season? As team goal, I would probably say, I mean, just to win as much as possible and to make it to the NCAA tournament. As a personal goal, I mean, obviously play better than I did last year and just to improve, like, in everything and maybe to win either, like, most improve or something, but just mainly to step up my game for the team. David, that's uh, – I'm glad you brought that up. So, upon just kind of looking at the surface level, this offseason you put on 10 pounds, you've grown an inch, um, but what are some of the things that people can't see? Uh, as you headed into this offseason, what were some of the primary focuses as you were looking to improve your game, both on and off the court? What were those focuses, and where do you think you made the biggest strides? I think that would be – like going into the offseason, I was wanting to work on my body and my jump shot to be more consistent with that. And I think those are also the two biggest, thing, uh, biggest things I made, like striding. Uh, my jump shot came a long way, and I obviously got a little stronger. Um, what was the other question you asked? Just how on and off the court you, uh, you, you improved oh, as yeah. a player or a person as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, my body and my jump, sh jump shot. And then off the court, just like mentally coming back from my second year, like being more comfortable with the coaches, like knowing what's going on and also becoming like more confident in my own game. Just made everything a lot easier for me. And I think I made big steps in that as well. So looking at your bio, you're a sociology major right now. Uh, curious, what interests you about sociology? Uh, is there something that you have plans to do with that once you graduate? Uh, what really interests you about that field? Um, to be honest, I'm not sure yet. 
when I came into college, I did not know what I wanted to major in. I looked at like a bunch of different majors and like that one seemed the most interesting to me, just learning about that and about life. So that's why I picked it. But I'm not sure yet what I want to do after college besides basketball. You're still young, man. You got time to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from a guy who changed his major three times when he was in college, don't uh, don't worry about it. Uh, so we're moving on here to the fun part. Uh, this is the rapid fire section. Uh, so we're going to ask you a question. First thing that pops into your head, go right ahead and uh, and uh, get with it. So number uh, number one on the rapid fire front, David. Uh, previously, you had worn number five last season at Virginia Tech. What prompted the switch to number one? You're you're wearing number one this season, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, I wanted to be number one as a freshman, but it was already taken. Uh, this year, it was available, and I also wore it in uh, high school at Mount Zion. So that's why I switched back to number one. Copy that. You can have one meal for the rest of your life. What's that meal? Chicken wings. <laughs> if, you, if you weren't hooping, what sport would you be playing? Uh, soccer for sure. Yeah, you said it's big back the uh, the the orange, the Dutch, right? Is it? Yes, that, is it there you go. There you go. Yeah, um, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite cartoon and or TV show? Cartoon. That's SpongeBob count. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, of course. My favorite cartoon as well. Uh, TV show, probably Power or Prison Bait. Uh, I like those a lot. What is your favorite thing about Blacksburg? If you could pick one thing um, to uh, to describe to somebody that has never been there, what is your favorite thing about Blacksburg? Probably just like campus life. Like it's like really nice out here, especially in the fall. Um, just living here, like everybody is so close, and like just being. Like, I don't know. You kind of have to experience it, like, know what I'm talking about. But it's just a great environment over here. Just everything about it. Is there something, on the flip side of that, is there something that you miss about the Netherlands or something that you miss about uh, where you grew up? Um, No, not really. The biggest thing I miss is just my, probably my family and friends and my parents cooking. But besides that, everything's fine over here. And then the last one that I have for you, uh, Halloween right around the corner. I'm curious, what is your favorite Halloween candy aside from you? I, I, I'm hoping you're not a candy corn person if you've ever had candy corn. Candy corn's horrible. Uh, um, but uh, what is your favorite? Uh, your favorite Halloween candy? Um, uh, probably M and M's. M and M's. We're going peanut. We're going dark chocolate. Which one? Which pretzel M and M's? We got options. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So, David, I appreciate your time today. Um, last part that we have here is uh, this is shout outs. So anything that you have going on personally, uh, you're here to promote it. Or uh, where can we find you on Instagram, Twitter? Uh, or if you're not a social media person, you're not a social media person. Well, just shout out to my family and my friends back home. Uh, I love you. all appreciate everything you all do for me. Uh, go follow me on Instagram. David, that's on one. Uh, that's where you can find me. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. David, we really appreciate your time and looking forward to this year. Best of luck and yeah, have a great uh, day. Go, okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for having me and uh, y'all have a good day. Yep, you too. See ya. All right, everybody. We have Naheem Aline 
joining the Sons of Saturday this morning. Naheem is a junior 6'4 guard from Georgia. The Dream, welcome to the Suns, Naheem. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thank you for having me. So, Naheem, we'll start here, man, with some personal questions. The first is, what was it like growing up on the outskirts of ATL in Buford, Georgia? Uh, well, I was born in Long Island, New York. People don't know that. I stand <laughs> but, corrected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was born in Long Island, New York. You know, I stayed there uh, for a couple of years, and my parents decided to move to Atlanta because they, you know, get a better job and whatnot. You know, it was kind of different moving to Atlanta because, um, well, in New York, it was just like a whole bunch of, yeah, I wouldn't say like a bad neighborhood, but I wasn't just used to like where I where I'm at. It's like a good neighborhood, and it was just it was just different. But I got used to it. Um, I moved to Atlanta when I started middle school. I think, yeah, that's when I really started to play basketball and get got serious with basketball with that. Um, I mean, it's cool. I mean, <laughs> it's not like Virginia Tech, so. And who were some of your biggest role models growing up on and off the court? Uh, definitely my dad. I mean, I just look up to him so much. Like, I want to be like him so bad. I mean, even though he says, you know, be a better person, be better, be, be yourself. I'm just like, man, I just want to be like you so much, like. Him on and off the court. My dad used to hoop. Uh, he used to play basketball. So I just want to be like him. That's, uh... That's awesome. So, um, you know, talking about some lessons of yesteryear, obviously last year was a COVID year and a lot of new stuff was brought into your life as a basketball player. What were some of the biggest challenges and lessons learned, you know, from the regular season last year? Um. I'd say the biggest challenge was, you know, facing adversity. Um, you know, when we got hit with COVID, like the COVID protocols and whatnot, that definitely hurt because, like, all I wanted to do was – all we wanted to do – all we wanted to do was hoop and play basketball. But, you know, once we get hit with COVID and we had to, like, sit out, you know, the whole time, that kind of really hurt. Um, just, like, just sitting there thinking about just, – <laughs> just sitting there thinking about anything. Other than just COVID, so I'd probably say hit an adversity. But I mean, I feel like we did a good job, you know, mentally, just not like breaking down um, towards like the end of the season. You know, even though we don't, we didn't want to end like that. But I felt like we did a pretty good job facing it. And then you know, following that loss in the NCAA tournament, in the first round of Florida, in an overtime game. After scoring a career high 28 points and hitting that incredible three to extend the game, you know, in the in the uh, post game presser, you said we'll be back next year for sure. How much has that game served as a motivator as you look to this next campaign this year? Uh, obviously, I want we want to win the game. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to lose that game, but I just felt like, and well, in that game, I was nervous. Like that game, I was just really nervous. I, I'm glad that I had a good game, but I wish we won. But uh, that game, really, um, I don't even know what to think for real. I just felt like that game just get got us to push even more this off season. Everybody been working hard, you know, get their mental right, um, their bodies right. I felt like 
that game really just like push push us over to the edge to think like yeah we could make it we could we can go on a run on the HC tournament and the NCAA tournament. So what's as a, I guess broad spectrum as a collective, what's one important lesson that last season taught you individually? Uh, you always got to be consistent. Uh, you can't be really, you can't just like have an on and off night because everybody's going to come to play. Uh, you, I mean, you just really got to show up every night. I mean, that's easier said than done, but you know, you just got to show up every night, be consistent, be confident in yourself. Um, that's something that I kind of lacked, you know, freshman year and last year. Because like, I used to, like, get down on myself. Wasn't really confident in my game. But the coaches have always tell me to be confident, even my parents, too. So. so looking forward to this next season, uh, what would you say is the biggest area of improvement for both you and for this basketball team as a whole? Uh, for me? Well, like I said, confidence, really, that my confidence has been big ever since that game. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, Coach Young, you know, he he gets on me a lot in practice, but that's just just to get me motivated, get me going every day in practice. He tell, he's telling me, you know, you got to be better. You got to be doing this and that. He's just trying to push me every day, but he knows deep down that I'm, I'm going to be a, a good player for him. Uh, for the team, I mean, I feel like mentally we're ready to uh, play with anybody because I feel like everybody's mental is really high up. And I feel like everybody's getting stronger now. You know, John, he's been in the gym working. Kev, he's been in the gym, Justin, everybody. I feel like everybody's mental is really good. And then looking forward, what is the goal of this team? And then what are some of your personal goals this year, moving into the 2021-2022 season? Uh, I mean, yeah, pretty sure everybody's goal is to win a lot of games. <laughs> you know, I feel like our goal is to be a 20-plus win team this year, win ACC, make a run in the tournament. Yeah, I think that's everybody's goals. I hope so. <laughs> uh, my personal goals, I mean, I feel like, you know, well, well, I wrote down my goals, you know, make an all AC team and an all defensive team. That's one of my goals. That's, That's fantastic. And we'd love to see it, Naheem. So um, you guys know Mike Jones was a huge hire for this basketball program over the offseason. You are a veteran. You're going into year three here. What kind of impact has Coach Jones had on the program thus far? Uh, he's been really good for us. You know, I wasn't really sure him coming in, but he's been really good, you know, showing us new drills, you know, new things that i never seen before on the court. You know, I kind of watch films sometimes with him. He's showing me things that, like I said, i never seen on the court or show me what I can do at that moment. He's been really good for us. I can't wait for him in the future. And then the last question before we move into rapid fire here. After Virginia Tech wins basketball games, do you go on to Twitter and see how the Hokie fans go crazy in the opponent's mentions on Twitter? I don't, actually. You should I check don't. that out. I should? <laughs> yeah, you should check that out. Okay. Okay, I should. Yeah, I don't, actually. 
<laughs> All right, you're gonna have to check. We're gonna have to. Uh, we'll have to tag you in it um, this season, Naheem. Um, all right, okay. so we're going to move into rapid fire. Grayson, we'll tee you up here for uh, first question for rapid fire. Sure. This is uh, this is an easy one, I guess. Favorite memory of Virginia Tech basketball up to this point? Uh, Florida game. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> so right now, what are you watching on TV and in the movie theaters? What are you streaming? Have you seen any good movies you like recently? Um. <laughs> Well, for me, I watch anime. I don't know if you know what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I watch anime. Right now, I'm watching Attack on Titans. So, uh, any movies? Uh, I haven't really seen any movies. I just can't wait for the Spider-Man movie. That's all. <laughs> Are there any players that remind you of a character in shows that you watch? Any of your teammates? I'd say Darius. Yeah, I'd say Darius. <laughs> Who does he remind you of? Uh, honestly, he reminds, he reminds me of me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like We kind of like the same person, same player and same person, to be honest. Kind of crazy. <laughs> Spotify playlist. Who are your favorite musicians right now? Uh, my favorite all time is J. Cole. I think he's the best ever. And there's no debate in that. Um, <laughs> um, I listen to Drake, um, Little Baby. Uh, who else? Uh, and Little Uzi. That's it. <laughs> Naheem, uh, who is your goat? LeBron, MJ, or Kobe? Kobe. Simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> If why, given, why Kobe? Kobe is the most skilled basketball player of all time. So that's that's my opinion. I think like he just has the most skill. <clears throat> I think he just has the most skill out of everybody. Honestly. Definitely so, think definitely think he has the strongest word work ethic. All right. Yeah. Yeah, if sure. you were uh if you were given a chance to get dinner with any person living or dead, who would it be and why? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, I'd probably say Kobe. <laughs> Honestly, either uh, actually either Kobe or Michael Jackson. Honestly, I, don't, I always wanted to meet Michael Jackson. Um, Kobe, you know, I just wanted to pick his brain, see how he was thinking on the court and off the court and whatnot. Michael Jackson, that's just, you know, I just always wanted to meet him for sure. <laughs> Michael Jackson for the dance moves or for the music or both? Uh, I'll probably say for the music. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not a dancer. Uh, I'll never be a dancer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going Rover asks, he submitted this question. He says, what is your favorite venue to play in other than Castle Coliseum? Uh, I'll probably say Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Duke. Yeah. Duke's arena. Well, that's definitely the best atmosphere I'll say so far. Louisville has the best arena. Yeah. Big one at Duke, December 22nd. Last time the Hokies will play Coach K in Cameron. Um, 
All right, two more. Halloween. Put on your Halloween hat here, Naheem. Give give me your favorite Halloween candy. Give me a candy that is slept on, and then give me a candy that is trash. Hey. Um, I'll say trash. What's it called? Hey, I just said it in my head. What's it called? Candy corn. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's it. I think that's trash. That's terrible. Um, well, what was it again? What's your all right? So the other two are: what is your favorite candy, and then what is a candy that is slept on? Oh, I mean, my favorite candy is Laffy Taffy. Um, and I think a candy that's slept on is Twizzlers. <laughs> For some reason, people don't like Twizzlers. I like Twizzlers. Do you like the Twizzler? Because there's two. Aren't there two kinds of Twizzlers? There's like well, the yeah, there are, yeah, I like the I like the red ones. Like yeah, like the cherry flavored ones. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. There's like the regular red, and then I think what like the black cherry, which is like the the really like like purple kind of. Like, or yeah, or am like, I thinking of some like, other? No, nah, I know I know what you're saying. Uh, it's like a black licorice. I don't really like that one. I like the yeah. cherry flavored one. Yeah, yeah. Our last question was uh give us your opinion on candy corn, but you already you already nailed that one down. <laughs> <Trash>. I'm sorry. <laughs> awesome. Naheem, well, um before we let you go, we want to give this opportunity to you um to make a shout out. If you got any shout outs, anything you want to plug, anything you got going on, if you got Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, anything uh, you know, this is your moment right now. This is my moment right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to my parents. You know, I love y'all. <laughs> uh, shout out to my bro. You know, I will see you at the top one day. Um, my Instagram is Naheem underscore Ali. <laughs> my Twitter is at Naheem10. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna tag you in, in a, a post-game dub. Just absolute Twitter blast of, of – uh, Another team. We got to remember to do that. Yeah, we'll uh, do that. All right. <laughs> all right. I appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, Naheem. Uh, good no, luck on November 9th. We're looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We are here with Stormy, Storm <laughs> Murphy. Storm Murphy, six six foot guard grad transfer from Wisconsin. Packers uh, got the dub last night. Uh, he's wearing number five this year in Castle. Storm, welcome to the Sons of Saturday, man. You look a little nervous over there. You all right? No, I'm just excited. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> you rubbing your hands together. You're like you're like pacing and bopping back and forth. I yeah, mean, I, no, like, do you just drink a lot of coffee? Like, are you, yeah. you have the morning? I do juice? like coffee. I do drink coffee. I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll do we'll do the uh, we'll do the business stuff first. Um, so suit and tie, sit up straight. We're gonna start with the basketball stuff, and then we'll get into get into the fun stuff here. Um, first question: the portal. We talked about this at Solvakis, um, but just want to kind of learn about what your portal experience was like. Um, how much did you know? What kind of were your feelings about coming to Virginia Tech versus considering going to other places? And what were those conversations like yourself? Yeah, the portal experience for me was definitely interesting. It was, uh, I think I was in on a Monday uh, and then committed on a Saturday. So that week was extremely hectic for me just uh, 
getting calls, texts from coaches and, and, and having conversations with, with them and my family and friends. Um, but, you know, once I was in the portal, like the first person who called me was Coach Young. Uh, I had a missed call from him right away and uh, called him back and instantly, you know, uh, reconnected from where we left off uh, years prior. And so that was great hearing from him and that he wanted me in Blacksburg. Uh, and then almost every every other call uh, really kind of was comparison with VT. Uh, it was funny. Every coach really just to even start the conversations was like, is there any chance or are you just going to go to Virginia Tech? Um, so that was pretty interesting, but um, no, it was great. Uh, great week. Um, it was an honor just to be, you know, called by those schools and, um, you know, going back home to Wisconsin was definitely something I considered. Um, and then the other, you know, consideration of mine was just to, to not take that COVID year and, and go start playing professionally. So um, very glad I did uh, end up choosing uh, Virginia Tech. So. So one of the few, just so people can kind of wrap their brains around this. So the only reason that you've been granted this extra extra year is due to COVID not counting from last year, correct? Because without COVID, you are moved on doing whatever Storm Murphy is doing. Yep, yep. I've already played my four years. So uh, thanks to COVID, this is the only chance I have the, the one extra. Silver linings, COVID silver linings. Um, moving on from that, Sean Padula. Um Got a little bit of a baby face, so yeah. when I went over to watch uh, to watch it, Hanhurst, like, who is this? Who is this guy with the baby face? Who who is this guy? And it's Sean Padula. And if uh, folks haven't seen, I mean, he's throwing it down in practice. He looks fantastic. So you know, I know you guys are TikTok friends. You guys do the dances <laughs> and everything. But I want to know how have you and Sean kind of been um, molding together as two of the point guards that we're probably going to see a lot? And tell us a little bit about Sean's game. Yeah, no, Sean's awesome. Uh, you're right. You know, we're TikTok, TikTok best friends. And um, no, it's been super fun to to have him here. And, uh, you know, we're, we're so similar, so alike on the court and even off the court. So um, it's really fun to just connect and build a relationship with him. Um, I think I've learned so much from him already. He's I've, he's helped me learn a lot about myself and um, made the adjustment uh, really easy, you know, because we're both kind of transitioning here as point guards and uh, went through that together. So um, that's been great. And it's been fun to see him grow as a player. And, um, I'm really excited for the year he's going to have, it's going to be awesome. Um, his game. Yeah. He can shoot it, uh, very, uh, quick, strong, aggressive, explosive guard who can get around a guy and, uh, go finish and, uh, plays really physically, uh, through contact and, um, can also really pass. So, um, he'll have some, some plays this year that that'll really like excite the fans and the crowd. So it'll be fun. So obviously in your time at Wofford, you got to play in some pretty, pretty great arenas um, out of conference. And also, you know, you, you've played an NCAA tournament before. Now you're coming over to the ACC and you get to play an ACC road schedule. Uh, but we also have some good non-con uh, road trips as well. Where are you most excited to play for this next campaign, uh, you know, leaving home? Yeah, I think uh... – the biggest uh, non-conference excitement to me is, is definitely playing the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, uh, getting to play Memphis uh, first game. That will be uh, exciting, um, great atmosphere, um, really, really pumped about that one. And then um, I would say uh, conference schedule game, um, probably that those games we have at Duke in North Carolina, um, I think back-to-back. So that'll be a, a great, great week, a lot of fun there. So um, in Charlotte, we do this thing called hot wings and hotter takes before every football season, every basketball season. We get the boys together. 
We get a hundred wings and we share our hot takes while we eat. Give us a Storm Murphy hot take for the Hokies this upcoming season. Oh, okay. A hot take of mine for this upcoming season. Um, I would, I would uh, side with my guy Luke Hancock on the the prediction for for this year that that, that we're going to win the regular season. Um, Mike Young and the Hokies, we're going to take it. So you heard it here first. Let go. Uh, <laughs> so Storm, we know that uh, you know you're hanging out at Roots Natural Kitchen, getting some bowls over there. What's your go-to order at Roots? Yeah, my go-to is uh, is probably El Jefe. Um, sometimes I'll switch between that and Elbo Balboa, but those are my two. Those are the go-tos. You get the Tabasco sauce, or oh, you, yeah. you're holding the Tabasco. You're all in. I'm getting it. Yep, for sure. Double, double chicken. Double chicken when I can. Absolutely. When I'm hungry, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speaking of uh, speaking of being hungry, Thanksgiving yeah. is approximately one month out. The people want to know, Storm, on the Twitter TL, everyone's talking about it. What can we expect in terms of a sequel to 2020's Ooh. dance music video? Is that is that what, what the people want? What the people um, want, man. Yeah, we might have to hit something. We'll have to we'll have to make something happen with that. I think uh, that yeah, we'll we'll, we'll brainstorm and, and with the team. Maybe we'll have to not just resurface the video, but maybe create some content. Brainstorm, fun pun. Uh, I would say <laughs> what, was, what was the inspiration behind uh, behind the video? You know, was it mom? Was it dad? Do you have any siblings, or were you just like guys? It's time to just put out a banger on the TikTok TL. Yeah, no, I. Uh, I just heard the rap. It's an awesome rap uh, that day and um, was showing my sister and talking to her about it. And then um, we kind of decided, like, can you film this? My sister, I asked her and she was like, let's do it. So kind of forced my parents as they're uh, urgently finishing our, our meal in the kitchen just to just to go for it with us. So um, really not much inspiration, just, you know, wanted to post something fun and dumb and um Next thing we know, we're we're remembering it every year. So yeah, we uh we saw Dad break out some moves back there. Did the moves come from Mom or Dad or a combination of both? I would say more Dad, uh, definitely more Dad. You know, hitting the the nene with the spatula, uh, pretty <laughs> severe. So no, definitely probably more from Dad. Storm, question for you. Um, so for a lot of folks who may not be familiar with your game uh, or haven't had an opportunity to watch a bunch of Storm Murphy film, how would you describe your game at Wofford, one? And how would you? what would you say were kind of the biggest focal points for you as you look to improve uh, or take that game to the next level over this offseason? Yeah, I would say, you know, my game uh, has evolved over the last four years. Really came in as a freshman, sophomore, and um, you know, really tried to, to take care of the ball and, and, and get better on defense and kind of just run the show. And uh, over the years, it's kind of evolved as I've, I've gotten better um, as a scorer and as a shooter and a playmaker, um, you know, being able to create my own shot against defenses and uh, within the flow of offense and then be able to create uh, shots for others as well. And so um, I think now uh, bringing that here that I'm surrounded with uh, great players, um, great scorers, um, and other super talented players, I, uh, you know, want to bring that whole package here, right. Where I'm, um, leading the team, uh, on the court, running the show, being an extension of coach, uh, off the court, um, and, 
and then taking care of it, um, running the show and, and, and being able to, to make plays. Um, I would say knock down open shots. Uh, you know, that's kind of my, I take pride in that in my specialty uh, of, of hitting threes and being dangerous from behind the arc. Um, but also being able to, to really, you know, make plays for myself and be aggressive. And then um, what that will hopefully do is, is open things up for a lot of other guys. So um, kind of just wanted to bring that whole package here. So moving over to uh, kind of the fun section of this, uh, of this interview, we got to ask you storm. What's the deal with the name storm? It's, it's one of one, never heard it. Is this real? Is this some, uh, you know, thing pinned up by you? What, what is it? <laughs> yeah. I've just, me and my family, we've just been making the whole thing up, uh, this whole time, but no, it is, it is my real name. Um, and the, I got it from my mom. It was my mom's maiden name. And then, um, I was also born in January in Wisconsin during a snowstorm. So, uh, it kind of fits, I guess. In terms of uh, this new NIL NCAA legislation allowing athletes to profit off of NIL, we know that we've done some work over at Roots. You're a barstool athlete. I'm curious, uh, what has this meant for you or what has this meant for the team in general? Can you just kind of give us a a look behind the curtain? Because you guys are really the guinea pigs. Um, Nobody really knows what's going on. Nobody really knows what the rules are. Um, so kind of tell us what that's meant for you. You're right. We are, we are the, uh, the guinea pigs of the NIL and, and we're still curious of what's going on as well. Um, but no, it's been great to, to have some contact with some companies and, um, restaurants and local places and, uh, yeah, be able to, to talk about, you know, being brand ambassadors and partners with them and be able to use our, um, our following, um, and, uh, you know, world of influence to be able to help a company get their product out there or um, kind of endorse it. And so being able to do that has allowed us to, to benefit, you know, with getting products and, um, you know, an extra meal here and there and um, or, you know, some money. And so that's just been able to, to help us um, little by little. And um, we're still in that whole process as well, of trying to figure out how is this going to grow and, and where's it going to go next. But um, overall, it's definitely benefited uh, a bunch of us. Storm, I got to ask, you know, you, you you went to Wofford, obviously, and then transferred to Virginia Tech. But what was it like growing up in Wisconsin? I mean, are, are you just like a born and bred cheesehead? We just talked about the Packers. But what's it like growing up in the Midwest, man? Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting. I wouldn't say it's what everyone thinks it is. It's not just, you know, farmland everywhere and cheese everywhere and everyone wearing these cheese heads. Um there are, you know, it's Culver's, Culver's everywhere. Cheese curds uh, are our go-to. Um, but no, I, you know, I would say it's, uh, it's very much uh, similar to, to Virginia. Um, and um, it's great. You know, the people in mid, the Midwest, I don't know if you guys have been, but um, it's, it's awesome. The people there are, are like family all the time. Even if you just meet someone on the, on the side of the street or whatnot. Um, and yeah, no, growing up there was awesome, uh, you know, developing great relationships with family and friends and, and people I'll, I'll know forever. But uh, yeah, Middleton, Wisconsin, you know, the Midwest is definitely special to me, for sure. When we when we first met you, when we first met you, uh, I, I remember thinking, like, he kind of has a Southern accent. Like, what what's that about? He's, he's from the Midwest. Right. Doesn't make any sense. No one's yeah. No one's ever said I had a, you know, a Midwestern or Northern accent. So. So follow up on Wisconsin has Pete Morris from football connected with you to bond over the Wisconsin connection yet? No, 
have has not has not all right well we could take that out <laughs> yeah, we, yeah that's a miss on his death that. Yeah. Yeah. nobody loves wisconsin the only thing i know i mean i haven't driven through wisconsin i've driven through neighboring states nebraska and iowa and stopping at two restaurants both times they just talked smack about the other state and i was like look they base you guys basically are the same state it's very flat and cold. <laughs> exactly. I don't really i don't really know what what to say but uh but whatever. Um, yeah, excited to make my way back through there uh, on the way back home, whenever that may be. Question about Blacksburg. Um, what is one of your favorite things to do or one of the uh, best memories that you've had living there so far? What is Storm Murphy doing in Blacksburg? Yeah, um, I'd say probably one of the best memories um, is like going on some hikes with the team. Um, being able to do that uh, is is awesome. And then I would say uh, – there was to um uh what, what's the lake uh what's the closest lake around lake? um yes yeah yeah made our way there for a team outing and in, in uh, a boating session and um stuff like that and i would say uh that was probably the best memory so far um other than that though i I'm, i think you know a great memory is uh, or nuances i'm starting to learn my way around like completely i feel like i don't need a gps and um I think I, I just love driving down downtown and, and campus and, and uh, being able to know where I'm at and see people. So. So storm on every trip, there's the one person who, you know, just doesn't do the outdoors thing. They're a little bit of a pain to bring on the hikes. Has any one of your teammates kind of been the one that's a little bit of a pain to get them to go do outdoorsy stuff? Um, um I would say, uh, David and Darius sometimes, uh, you know, could, could, could be tough to, uh, get them to go out. Uh, I got you. when they do, they're a blast. So <laughs> we're going to move into, uh, into rapid fire here, Pat, I know you're going to kick us off, but, uh, storm quick questions, quick hitters. First thing comes to your brain. Um, okay. and then uh, we'll go from there. All right. Uh, what is the best song that you've been listening to this year so far in the school year? You know, you come back to campus, the students come back, you know, what is, what is the song of the semester right now for storm? Uh, honestly, I would probably say way too sexy by Drake. That's, that's been a hit for sure for us. <laughs> I would say I'd have to say the course. <laughs> what's, what's one Blacksburg institution that has been so hyped up to you that you finally checked out and it lived up to that hype. Ooh, um, probably Suvlaki. Honestly, um, heard a lot and love it. I heard a lot and love it. See, that's crazy. When I was at school, nobody talked about Suvlaki. If, really? if I knew that place existed, I'd have been, you know, sucking down gyros like right? it was. Euro and Euro yeah. and it's Suvlaki. Euro Suvlaki. Not Suvlaki. <laughs> or Benny's. Benny's is an, another one. I would say. Uh, me and Pat are gonna have beef with you. Look, I know you're from Wisconsin, and you guys think you do the cheese thing. Um, <laughs> the, reason, the reason that Benny's gets all the popularity is because people from Virginia, you can't blame them. They've never had a New York or New Jersey slice. So look, I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to let you know there's better. When you go to the Barclays center in November, yeah. we'll go, go walk. I don't care where you go, go to any pizza store within a mile of wherever your hotel is. And I promise it's going to be the best pizza you've ever had. In your okay. Life. Go to Sabaro. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Michael <laughs> Scott. <laughs> I feel bad sometimes. I feel like this is me and Billy. Just this is like an anti-Benny's podcast. Benny's, oh, yeah. you know, we love you. Go to Benny's, support local. <laughs> uh, all right, Storm. Celebrity crush. 
Oh, celebrity crush. That's a tough one. Oh, okay, hold on. I would say, um, <laughs> man, I don't know. It's always been. Do y'all know who Lauren Daigle is? What, what is she? What is she in? She's a singer. She She's a singer. She's a singer. Yeah, it's always. What does she sing? Like worship songs, Christian songs. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Church girl. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Lauren Daigle. That's that's my celebrity crush. Yeah. All right. Wow. On. I'm gonna I'm gonna queue up the Lauren Daigle right out uh, right after. Oh, yeah. Do it. And then uh, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods. Who is the most goat to you? I would say Jordan. Got to be. It just has to be Jordan. Yeah. So we talked about this before we press record. We heard you and Justin Mutz are big office people. Look, uh, the office was the soundtrack of my college career. It was on sleep. <laughs> it was on when I was a class. It was on all the time. I'm curious. Do you have any teammates or coaches that remind you of characters oh, from the office? That is funny. Um, Mutz so far has given us Hunter Couture, Jim Halpert vibes. Okay. I can definitely see that. Right. Um, personality wise. Let's see. Okay. Um, in a way, Kevin can be Stanley. Okay. In a way, just, just loves to just hang out and relax and chill and nap and sleep. Um, <laughs> the laziness a little bit, but he's not on the court at all. Um, I've seen I've seen Stanley on the court too. We don't want to compare True. Uh, his game to Stanley's game. Basketball episode, one of the best episodes. You're right, of You're right. <laughs> it, it is a great episode. Um, I'm trying to think anyone anyone related to Dwight like at all. Um, hopefully not, right? But oh, that's a great question. I don't know if I can come up with anything right now. Do we have a Bruce Garns? Uh, do we? Does anybody? Does Bruce remind us of anybody? Bruce Garns. I feel like he's uh, Andy. I feel like <laughs> Bruce Garns, big Andy, big Andy vibes. Could be. No, no, you're so right. Like Andy so Bernard. Right. Yes, you're so right. That's hilarious. I can see that. I can see that. Oh man, Grayson, I would hide. For, I would hide for Bruce. He may have words for you after. Uh, <laughs> just the support, you know, just the 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 right. Vocal support that he gives. Absolutely. Sorry, I annoyed you with my friendship, Andy Bernard. <laughs> Storm, Storm, you have the boy band look, but I'm curious what your favorite band is. Do you have a favorite band? Oh, I don't really have a favorite band. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I do have that look. I know. I get it. But right. I wouldn't say I do. I wouldn't say I do. Okay. Do you have a favorite movie? Um. Goodness, I'm horrible at giving favorites. Like literally for me, it's every, whatever movie I just saw is like gonna be my favorite. If I'm what movie it. did you just say? Um, one I just what we watched, Born Ultimatum. I love Born that Ultimatum. Movie. Yeah. Okay. That movie that specifically too is great. Yeah. Storm Murphy, if you did not play basketball, aside from being a TikTok sensation, what <laughs> would you be doing right now? Oh, uh, if I didn't play basketball, what would I be doing? Other than, yeah, you know, trying to take my, my dancing skills worldwide, 
Um, what else would I be doing? I would probably um, probably be covering basketball in some way, shape, or form. Um, maybe as an analyst or, or some type of um, talk show host or, or something like that. I would love to um, be an analyst or something like that one day. And, and uh, yeah. So last question for rapid fire. What is your favorite coach young ism? You know, you've gotten to know coach young over the last X amount of years. It's been a long time. What's your favorite coach young ism or, or, rec- or a recent one that, you know, yeah. might be a new one that you're like, where the heck did that come from? Yeah. Um, you know, all the sayings he gives are incredible and, and out of this world, but I would say, um, I would say, uh, the way he can make fun of someone in practice and get on them and then immediately uh, have this type of relationship with them where it's, it's as if nothing happened and it's just love at first sight. And it's amazing. It's awesome. It's really cool as a player to, to have that in a coach. Um, and it's really special. It's happened a couple of times this last week. So that's what I would say. I sneak one more question in for you, Storm. Yeah. Uh, basketball. I'm actually going to do it anyway, so I really don't care what your answer is. Um, my my question for you, as as both an individual and as a team, what are your goals? What are you guys setting out to accomplish um, this year in 2021? Yeah, you know, this year uh, in 2020, 2021, we are trying to uh, be the best team we can be. Um, you know, I think we have a lot of uh, expect high expectations on us, but. Um, not to put a number or a ranking or anything on it, but to just to continue and improve every day. And I think if we do that to the best of our ability, uh, we'll have a really, really successful year, whether that means running the regular season, uh, the ACC tournament, or uh, making a deep run in, in March Madness. And so we hope to do all three. Um, but, you know, the goal is uh, every day getting better and improving, and um, hopefully we can make those things happen. And last thing here before you go, Storm, take us home with some shout-outs. Sharky's shout-outs. You got anything you want to plug, anything you got going on, you know, your Instagram handle, whatever, anyone you got to got a shout-out right now, you have the floor. Okay, shout-out, shout-out Sharky, shout-out y'all. Um, Sons of Saturday. Um, shout-out <laughs> Roots, um, you know, for for the, the, the great food. Um, yeah, I would say shout-out mom and dad. You know, I wouldn't be here without them. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Storm Murphy, excited. You guys are a charismatic bunch. You guys are a fun bunch. Um, and we're excited for this uh, basketball season. We'll be seeing you at the Barclays Center. We'll get some pizza, um, but excited for this season. Best of luck. Stay healthy and fired up for, uh, for Hokey Ball. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Our next guest. Hails from Berlin, Maryland. He is a 6'9 senior forward, transferred in to Virginia Tech from Wofford and has one season with the Hokies under his belt. His name is Keve Aluma, and we are excited to welcome him to the Sons of Saturday this morning. Keve, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Kev, uh, little Sons of Transparency for everybody listening. Billy Ray, the king of forgetting to press record. Did not press record, so we are doing the first 10 minutes with Keve for the second time. But we're excited because Keve just got practice on answer to questions, so we're going to knock him out real quick. But my apologies, Keve. That was my bad. It's all good. <laughs> all right, Keve. So, uh, flashback to April 2019. You know, your coach, Coach Mike Young, leaves Wofford to take the Virginia Tech job. What was going through your mind uh, when he 
you know, moved from Spartanburg to Blacksburg? Um, well, before it happened, I think me and a lot of my teammates and kind of everyone at Wofford, we were all a little shocked and didn't think that uh, it would actually happen. But um, once it did, we, we knew that this was the best uh, opportunity for him. When you eventually got to Virginia Tech and you had the opportunity to have a redshirt year, I know at Wofford you were primarily um, really uh, utilized inside, known as a as a rebounder. When you transferred to Virginia Tech and had that redshirt year and Coach Young kind of took you under his wing and said, hey, how are we going to take your game to the next level? What were the biggest focal points for you improving as a player um, in that year that you were granted the, uh, the redshirt to really focus on improvement? Um, I think just overall being more confident in what I did out there. Um, but I think working on my shooting and being more confident with the ball, um, those were probably the two biggest things. First year in the ACC, you come from the SOCON, playing teams like Duke, teams like Virginia, teams like NC State, Louisville. Um, what were some of the biggest challenges and some of the biggest adjustments you had to make um, going from Wofford to jumping into ACC play here at Virginia Tech? Um, I think just not taking any any games off and uh, being focused on the next team that we the the team that we play, and then like not taking the next one for granted. Um, but I mean, at Wofford, we we did play some good teams, um, so it wasn't too big of a jump. The next question I have for you here is the the draft. When you were entering the draft, it's obviously a completely different process than it is for football, uh, where you're able to put your name in, get some feedback, and then decide what you want to do, and you have the ability to re return back to college. What led you to putting your name into the draft, um, and what were what did you learn throughout that process? Yeah, well, I think um coach young was the first person to tell me that putting my name in uh could be beneficial for me um so he sat me down at, mm, maybe right after the acc and just told me that like after the season that's what he would recommend um so after the season that's what i did and was just able to get some feedback uh from some teams and what was what was this feedback and how have you attacked attacked that in your off season uh, the feedback was first um, just getting better defensively and trying to not take any plays off. Um, and then the second one uh, was just being more consistent overall, um, knocking down open shots and doing the little things. So beyond Coach Young, tell us about your relationship that you have with the assistant coaches here at Virginia Tech. Um, yeah, so – Coach Giltner, he came with me from Wofford. He's kind of been uh, the main guy that uh, works me out and I get in the gym with. Um, Coach Webby, he was kind of the the main one that communicate, communicated with me when I was in the portal. Um, so me and him have a good relationship. Um, and Coach Jones, he's uh, new, to, new to the staff, but uh, he, he his knowledge of the game is super good. Uh, he knows a lot, so he's been able to help me there. Aside from the coaching, uh, the coaching staff and the assistants, Coach Jackson in the weight room, um, I know we talked about improving shooting, improving defense, improving consistency. How has, he been able to, how, how has he been able to build you up physically and help you reach other goals uh, aside from just how many shots can you make and everything else? Yeah, Coach Jackson, he definitely doesn't take it easy on me. He, he's on me with my weight. He, he wants me right at uh, 
the set weight. And sometimes if I come in too heavy, there'll be punishments. Um, so just really focusing in on that and uh, trying to eat right too, that, that helps my weight stay where it's supposed to. In terms of goals for both you as an individual and this basketball team going into the 2021-2022 season, is there something that you guys have kind of honed in on or uh, what are your goals as you enter the season? Um, I think as a team, obviously, we just want to win a lot of games. Um, and individually, I think I want to guard better and make open shots. Moving into rapid fire here. This is where we'll get to know you better. First thing that comes into your mind, let us know. Um, but uh, these, uh, here's the first one that we have here for you. Is there a player that you model your game after that you grew up watching um, from your childhood? Um, I, don't, I didn't watch much NBA uh, when I was a kid, so I don't know if I really modeled uh, my game after anyone. But um, I, I think I watch uh, some Brandon Clark. Uh, and some other kind of role type players. Can you just for those who don't know, um, when did you start playing basketball um, and kind of what was your relationship with basketball from when you were younger into high school? Um, I started playing my freshman year of high school, um, but I don't know if I'd really count those first two years. They were pretty bad. Um, but I think that junior year, I kind of started to understand the game a little better. Was there somebody who, who pulled you aside and say, hey, look, Kevin, you need to you need to come over here and play basketball? Because, I mean, that's a late start relatively to how often, how early people usually start playing. What made you jump in your freshman year of high school? Um, well, I, I think I was like, I don't know, 6'5", walking down the halls. Um, and the, the varsity coach just saw me and he called me over and asked me if I played. Um, and at first, like, I didn't want anything to do with basketball, but he, he kept asking me. So eventually I went to try out and um, ended up doing it. And now I'm here, I guess. Do you have a favorite television show, Kevin? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I watch I – have, I have a lot of shows that I watch. Um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe The 100. I don't know if that's my favorite, but – that's a show I've seen. So the question on the office is this. We were just talking to Storm Murphy, and we were playing a game called, you know, name somebody in the office's character as somebody on the team. So we had Justin Mutz. He said Hunter Couture is very much like uh, Jim Halpert. And Storm Murphy actually compared you to Stanley. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on being compared to Stanley, and if Storm Murphy was a character from the office, who would Storm be? Oh, man. I don't even know if I'd know – the characters that well i might have to <laughs> go watch it um i got you i got you well, what about music what do you listen to kevin uh i think a little bit of everything but probably rap the most specifically what what's what are you listening to right now um i think drake uh money bag i don't know probably those two Lil uzi gotcha and then the last one that I have for you, we just asked Storm, uh, do you have a celebrity crush? Does Kevi Aluma have a celebrity crush currently? Um, if I had to choose one, probably Janae Aiko. Janae Aiko. Yeah. Janae yeah. Fantastic music. That is true. Uh, Kevin, you're going to be going on the road this year to the Barclays Center. You're going to play up at Navy. You got some ACC games, even a game at Maryland as well. Uh, what venue are you looking forward to playing in on the road this year the most? 
Um, I think the Barclays will be cool, but um, probably Duke with fans or uh, I'm not sure exactly who all we play with. I know Duke, though, so I'm excited for that one. There we go. Who is the funniest guy on the basketball team? Mm. Um, I would say Jalen, maybe. I don't know. We got a few. Jalen, Storm, Lynn's funny. Um, maybe Jalen, though. All right. So we asked this to Naheem. Give me your favorite Halloween candy. Give me a slept on Halloween candy. And then give me a candy that is trash. Um, favorite, I'll go with Snickers. The one that, well, I, I like candy corn. I don't think a lot of people like that. I don't know. <laughs> That's um, a hot take. Yeah, I don't, and I think a lot of people don't like it, but I, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, and then the one that's trash. Um, a crunch bar, maybe. Oh, all right. Make your list. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last last question comes from Robert Irby. Um, he submitted this question. He says, we often ask football players who the best basketball players are on the team. But if you guys had to start a football team for seven on seven, who is making the cut and what positions are they playing? So seven on seven, you have one quarterback, you have that's five under- wide receivers, and you have a center for seven on seven. Who's making the team? Um, I think I saw this question um, on Twitter, but Hunter, Hunter's definitely the QB. Let's see. Justin. Justin's a wide receiver. Who else? I'll be a wide receiver. Who else is fast? Naheem. I'll throw a storm in there. How many have I said? All right, so you got you got two more. You got one more wide receiver, and you have this whoever's center, whoever's going to be snapping it to Hunter. Uh, um, at center, I would do Jalen. Jalen's a big dude. When I was at basketball practice, I was saying if somebody had to play football, it had to be Jalen. Jalen, yeah. <laughs> Um, and the last wide receiver. Oh, oh, I forgot Darius and Dave. Um, I might trade Darius for Storm and then <laughs> throw Dave in there too. Storm, Storm can't get the jump balls in the red zone. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Storm can, Storm can play running back. We'll figure something out. Um, well, hey, Kevin, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time two times. We appreciate your time uh, and uh, wishing you nothing but the best of luck and excited for this 2021 campaign. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand by the saw you. you and